Hello and welcome to The Real Talk with Pillow Talk Studios. My name is Sierra and in this podcast, nothing is off limits. From my crazy life to yours, it's time to share our experiences and get into those gritty details. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to The Real Talk with Pillow Talk Studios. Today I'm here with Brand Ambassador Liv. Hello. (laughs) We're so excited to be here today. So over the last couple of weeks, we have gone through our social medias and asked people to submit scenarios and certain things that are happening in their own life that we can give some input on. And we're going to hop right into it here. Okay, so this is our first submission. It is from our Google form. So it says, hi, my sibling was with their partner for several years. The partner and I grew quite close during that time. They are no longer together. No one is really at fault. My sibling simply was not happy in the relationship anymore. I maintained my friendship with the now ex. I'm sure my sibling will eventually move on to a new relationship. I've been agonizing whether or not it would be wrong to maintain the relationship and friendship with the ex, especially if me and the hypothetical new partner don't get along. Is that a slap in my sibling's face or their partner's face? I just don't want to be disrespectful to anyone but my friendship with the ex is very important to me and very special to me. So in my own life, Mm -hmm. I always value my friendships. I'm that weird person who stays friends with most of my exes. And to me, if it didn't work out, there's a reason behind that. It doesn't mean I stop valuing the friendship that they've provided for me. Totally. If that is somebody else's relationship, I'm also the same way. I've had, I haven't had this situation, but I've had friends who I'm friends with both of them. They break up. There are times where you have to pick a side. Totally. Yeah. And Um, it's not fun. No. You're an individual, right? Yeah. So those two people, if they really care about you, they're going to want what's best for you, right? Yeah. If it's a sibling and if it's somebody who's like a best friend, they should both want your best interest at heart and should respect your needs and wishes. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it it can be really hard. And I've had people, I'm sure we've all been in this kind of situation too, where it's like one of the people messages you after or talks to you after and says, oh, you know, but they did this to me and they did that to me and this happened and that happened. And like there's so many factors to it where it's like, but that's what happened in their relationship. And unless, you know, someone is saying it's like abuse or, you know, something that's like illegal or really, really, really crappy to do. Like if there's cheating or anything like well, that. I think that would change my opinion of my friend. Exactly. Or my <laughs> sibling. If my sibling treated their partner or any of my friends mm-hmm. poorly... Obviously, I'm still going to love my sibling, whatever, there's family ties in there, but I can still be mad at them. Yep. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And therefore, you kind of have less ties to the partner. If my sibling was in a relationship and their partner treated them poorly, I think I would lose respect for that person as a friend and less desire to maintain that friendship. Yeah. That's exactly where I was going, where it was like, well... Unless you actually find out that there's some like really crappy things going on, there really isn't a reason to not want to continue that friendship. Why couldn't we be friends? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not that type of person where like I do really value 
the people that are in my life, no matter how they were brought into my life. And I have had friends for years and years and years that, I mean, we don't talk to whoever their partner was before, but that's how we met. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, you need to be careful of boundaries. You know, like, let's say it's your sibling, your sibling's super hurting, and then you're flashing all over social media, going for brunch with your... Uh, brother's ex or constantly bringing up at family dinners like oh my gosh me and -and so-and-so did this like that's going to be a little bit tacky no matter what the situation is Mm -hmm. you know you do have to have some boundaries and some respect respect yeah absolutely yeah I think that it could be it could just be taken out of hand as well but it sounds like in this situation that it's really not it's not out of hand from what we know it Mm kind of just sounds like he wasn't happy They fizzled out, but she still loves this partner, and that's okay. And I think that's normal. I would be so hurt if I became really close with a partner's family, and then they just cut me out of of their life because Mm -hmm. things didn't work out with my partner. You know, you when you're in a relationship, you tend to kind of involve your life in all aspects of their life, and... It can be when you're realizing the relationship's not working out, mm-hmm. sometimes the domino effect can be the worst part. Yeah. And over time, that closeness might kind of disappear as they both kind of move on with their life. So mm-hmm. eventually the sibling's partner is going to get into a new relationship mm-hmm. and she's going to get involved with their family and maybe... The friendship between the sibling and this ex mm-hmm. is going to eventually kind of drift. Totally. And that's okay. Yeah. But I don't think you need to drift on purpose because, oh, you're now an ex, so we can't talk anymore. Like, <laughs> we can't me, be friends anymore. To me, that would be hurtful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think as long as the boundaries with your sibling are met, and you're not disrespecting anyone. I think it's completely fine to continue the friendship. Well, the person who uh, sent this also mm-hmm. said, what if my sibling meets a new partner mm-hmm. and I don't like them as much? That has nothing to do with the your current friendship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can, your sibling can date somebody and you like them. Your sibling can date somebody and you hate them. And at the end of the day, what your friendships are outside of that isn't going to change your love or hate or neutrality Mm -hmm. towards that new person. Totally. And I think it's like also quite important at some point it should be brought up to the new partner that, hey, my so-and-so, my sibling is still really good friends with my ex-girlfriend. So just letting you know, there might be a time where you guys cross paths. Just be, just be amicable. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Honesty is always like the best as long as nothing's hidden, everyone's straightforward about <laughs> situations. Yeah. Come into sort of sticky situations with my own relationships because mm-hmm. I do maintain friendships with most of my exes. Oh, I'm not going to I've been friends with this person for ten plus years and now somebody's come into my life, we're a month into dating. I'm not necessarily willing to cut out that yes, he's an ex, but 
the friendship is important to me. Mm-hmm. And now I'm dating somebody new and they're like, oh, don't talk to that person. I would be like, you know what? You're obviously not the right partner for me Yeah. because I need trust and I need yeah. to it also, know like, that you value what I value. <laughs> yeah. And it also like when it comes to something like that, it kind of screams like insecurity to me. Mm-hmm. And I... I'm not into that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and I think if, yeah, this new potential partner dates this person's sibling and finds out that she's quite close with the ex, mm-hmm. I would personally kind of find that exciting that, like, she's willing to get that close to the sibling's partner mm-hmm. and hopeful that I would eventually kind of build that friendship with my new partner's sibling. I don't know. I think that's quite cool. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess to sum this all up, my biggest thing is just you're not disrespecting anyone. You are perfectly okay in this situation. You just have to respect the boundaries between you and your sibling and keep on going on with this friendship. Yeah, boundaries and honesty and I think you're good to be yourself. Good to go. (laughs) So next we have a Facebook group submission. So if you're not in our Facebook group, it is Pillow Talk Studios exclusive VIP group on Facebook. You can join and you can submit anonymous questions. So this one says, I just found out all of my quote friends are having a girls night without me. What do I do? Do I confront them? Do I let it go? I can't believe this is happening. All right. That's tough. First of all, like that's going to sting. There's no way that that's not gonna sting it's gonna hurt i think the two things that are given as options here let it go or confront them i'm not drawn to either of those as a solution (laughs) because they're hard well confront sounds like a fight which you don't isn't going to solve anything it's just going to potentially push you further away from those friends yeah let it go we're all human. I don't think you can just let it go and brush it off your shoulders. Um, continue and... the friendship the mm-hmm. way it was. Yeah. So for myself, I think it's important to have an open and honest conversation. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, I would have loved to have been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, next time, would you mind inviting me? Maybe it's as simple as they didn't think what they were doing was going to be interesting to you. Mm-hmm. Maybe you accidentally offended someone last time you all got together and they were purposefully not inviting you because they didn't want to cause drama. Mm-hmm. And so a simple question of, hey guys, how come uh, you didn't invite me? Yeah. Might clear that up. Oh, well, last time you said to Stephanie this and she didn't take it well. <laughs> we don't want the drama. Like, yeah. And then maybe you can just be like, oh, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And apologize, smooth it over, and everything's going to be better. Yeah. <laughs> like, until you know what the situation was and why you weren't invited, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be really hard to just forget about it. And I don't think it needs to be a confrontation because maybe it was accidental. Yeah. Maybe there is a reason that you're technically kind of at fault for or like whatever it is. Yeah. I think just asking the right questions, making it clear what your wants are mm-hmm. and figuring out how to move forward in the future when this scenario inevitably will come up again. Yeah. I think is kind of the best route there. Totally. I think that going in with a confrontation mindset is not good. Mm-hmm. That can probably cause more issues than make it better. 
I think you kind of like need to also just think of like, well, maybe I, I did do something wrong. Maybe I accidentally said something to one of the friends about somebody else, which I feel like that happens sometimes. Absolutely, you know? and you don't even know. <laughs> no, you're not trying to be a mean person. You could accidentally say something like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like a scenario. Oh, Stephanie, she doesn't like, she doesn't like doing that kind of thing. But at the same time, I feel like if you are a, a group of friends, like you do have to, you should always invite everybody. And if someone says that they don't want to go to something, that's fine. That's, mm -hmm. that's whatever. It's not a big issue. Well, yeah, issue. like it could yeah. be a simple, oh, we're all going for drinks and so-and-so is pregnant or so-and-so chooses not to drink, whatever. Mm -hmm. So they didn't invite her. But that person's like, well, just because I don't drink doesn't mean I don't want to be included. Yes. <laughs> and they just simply didn't realize that this person felt that way. Yeah. And so it's nothing vicious. It's, oh, I, it just kind of slipped my mind. You didn't drink. So when we were planning a girl's night that involved drinking, we mm -hmm. just, it didn't even occur to us. Yeah. You know, it's, it's communication there and it's always going to hurt. Like yeah. nobody likes being left out. Mm -hmm. um, we all want to have the uh, ability to choose. So <laughs> we want to be invited even if we don't want to go. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's human nature. Yes, I actually did some photos at, I guess it was a bachelorette party a few years back and it was for one of my brides for that summer and I had shot a couple other friends in that friend group. I showed up at this winery and one of the bridesmaids was pregnant but she was still there. Yeah. And she still had a great time. Well, you don't have to drink <laughs> to have fun. Like I don't I don't know if this involved drinking, but that's just a scenario yeah. <laughs> I think where I've I've heard people say like, "Oh, I don't actually like alcohol, but I drink because I don't want to get left out." And it's like, "What?" Yeah, you, you don't have to do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's so many other options. You can still go to events where something maybe you don't enjoy. Yeah, like maybe on? maybe it was yeah. a crafts night they were doing, and this person has mm -hmm. openly said they don't like crafts. Yeah, uh, maybe it was a board game night, and this person isn't into that. And mm -hmm. you you don't know the situation, but I think yeah, everybody wants to be invited and wants mm -hmm. the opportunity to be like, no, thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I think even when it comes to doing things with my Facebook group or just brand ambassadors, one of my brand ambassadors reaches out to me. If you reached out to me and said, hey, I saw you're in Kelowna, like what are you doing right now? Do you wanna to go to Starbucks? Sure, great. That's a great one-on-one -on -one thing. But I won't be that person to be like, I'm planning this dinner in Kelowna, but Claire lives in Penticton, so she probably won't wanna come. So I'm not gonna invite her. You can't make those types of assumptions. So yeah, I think it's very important to well, just talk. <laughs> I also think it's it's hard that we want to be invited to everything, but sometimes you're just not, yeah. and your friends don't owe that to you. I've had, because I'm from the island originally, mm -hmm. I've had friends who are in Kelowna, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to see you, but I've learned to take away pressure from that, not, oh, you're in Kelowna, so of course I'm gonna see you. Yeah, It's like, why are you in Kelowna? Are you here visiting family? Are you here? I've had friends come on like bachelorettes or yes. whatever and they're busy. Yeah. It's not anything against me. Yeah. But I'm not going to fit into that. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. And you know, it's not like my, I'm the center of their world. It's like, mm -hmm. Hey, saw you're in Kelowna. If you have time, let me know. If not, totally get it. And I think that's okay. You yeah. know, there's situations where 
you might be having a wedding and you've got two really good friends. They can't be in the same room as each other. Yep. And you've got to kind of pick and choose. This is where conversations are so important, you yep. know, and like it's nice if they can put their issues aside and just be grown ups and both be civil at your wedding. But maybe, you know, those people and they just can't. Mm -hmm. And therefore, unfortunately, one of them is or maybe both mm -hmm. aren't going to get an invite. Doesn't mean you're not friends with them. Yeah. But this isn't the right situation to invite them. And, you know, we're, we're human. You don't owe everyone an invite to everything just because they're your friend. Yep. And eventually calls have to be made and it is hurtful. But I think Communication is the best way to avoid the hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so to wrap things up here, I think what we're getting at is if you're not invited, you're not necessarily owed an invite, but you do want to communicate and express how you're feeling about the situation and what you'd like in the future. If you just let it go, nothing's going to change. And if you come across confrontational, it's going to potentially jeopardize that friendship and jeopardize future invites. Mm -hmm. So I think just kind of investigating why is there something I should be doing differently? Were you guys just not aware? Mm -hmm. uh, and hopefully in the future it'll be different. So we have another submission from the Facebook group and this one wasn't anonymous. It's actually by a former brand ambassador, which is really cool, but it's been something it's, it's kind of a hot topic because it's something that she wanted to do for herself, but a lot of people view this in a completely different way. Okay, she says, today is her big day. She just finished her abdominal repair for basically having twins and she needed a mini tummy tuck. She waited almost 15 years to be able to do this procedure. After her firstborn, it left her with a body she didn't recognize in 2008. She knew she wanted more kids, so she waited patiently. But now she's done with having babies and it was her time. She struggled with the decision to do this and share her choice to do this surgery because it is mainly seen as a vanity procedure more than anything. And her decision to do this was anything but vain. As many of you can empathize with, it's hard to look in the mirror and see a body you don't recognize or feel is your own. Her recovery, is gonna be relatively easy. Having two previous C-sections, she's no stranger to abdominal pain. She just wanted to share her excitement, and I don't blame her, to finally have crossed this bridge with everybody and to encourage anyone who might be on the fence about their own desires to do something to help them feel more at peace with their skin that they're in. Awesome. Yeah. So first of all, what I love about this post mm -hmm. is you can tell this is something she's truly doing for herself. Yeah. Uh, any sort of cosmetic surgery, we do have so much outside influence these days, you know, whether it's looking at the Kardashians who are constantly shape-shifting uh, and idolizing that and wanting to look just like them, or if it's, you know, getting made fun of in school or whatever, there's so much outside influence telling you you have to look a certain way mm -hmm. and that's where we can kind of get into a gray area I don't think you should ever go under the knife because somebody has told you that you don't look right yeah that's the wrong reason yeah absolutely something about myself and I've talked about it a couple times is that I actually got basically like a smile makeover back in 2019 like right before COVID hit and 
the amount of people that I had messaged me and when I saw them in person with my new teeth and just telling people about it, first off, people don't know that you can do that. They're like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Like when she talks about it, most people just think they're doing it because they've lost weight, that kind of thing. She had twins, like she's had three babies, two C-sections. I can't imagine the poor muscle separation and how uncomfortable that'll be. I know people that have like hernias and have to have hernia surgery after one baby. Mm -hmm. After all of that, like, first off, she fucking deserves it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) but like second off, to even feel like you can tell somebody that they're doing it for looks and just wanting to be vain about it is like insane to me. Well, like I know a lot of moms and there are some people who look at their body and they're like, wow, I can't believe my body housed these children and their stretch marks, whatever. They take with pride. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's beautiful. And there are some people who look at that and want to hide it. And that's okay too. At the end of the day, it's you that has to look in the mirror and you that has to feel good in your own body Mm -hmm. and I don't think anybody should have any say whether that's the right choice or the wrong choice Mm -hmm. you need to know deep down what the right choice is for you yeah absolutely and so when I was 20 I got my nose done Mm -hmm. um I had gone to a doctor I want to say I was 14 or so yeah because I hated it I hated it I hated it I hated it since I was like 10 years old yeah you know when you're little you don't really realize that certain things don't look the way you want it to you do just kind of don't really think about it Mm -hmm. and I remember a point where I kind of looked at a photo and looked at other people and I was like, why do I like the way they look more than the way I like, like the way I look? Mm-hmm. And some people might see that as like, oh, that's so sad. But you know, it wasn't anybody else telling me that I looked wrong. Yeah. It was me feeling that I looked wrong. Yeah. And from there, yes, as I got older, other kids started to notice it and there was bullying and whatnot, but mm-hmm. I can I can ignore bullying. Mm-hmm. What I couldn't ignore was looking in the mirror and not feeling on the outside the way I felt on the inside. Mm-hmm. I could spend tons of money getting my hair perfect, doing my makeup just right, dressing right, going to the gym, getting my dream body, but I still would look in the mirror and not feel pretty yeah that was an issue for me yeah it wasn't outside influence it was what I needed for me Mm -hmm. and when I did finally make the decision because yeah of course the doctor said at 14 it was too young yeah Um, and we knew that we weren't going in and being like let's do this today we just wanted the information yeah um and then my parents said you know if by the time you're I think it was 18 they said if you still want it Mm -hmm. then You can start saving. I think they said they'd split the cost with me. They'd match what I saved. 
And at 18, I was like, yeah, still wanted. <laughs> and so I did start putting money away. It was that important to me. Mm -hmm. And it's been life changing. Absolutely. It, th this shy girl who wanted to hide away, didn't want to be in photos, mm -hmm. is now completely different. It's helped my personality. It's helped my confidence. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's important. The amount of people I had come up to me when they heard I was doing it because I've never hidden it yeah <laughs> but people would be like oh but you don't need to do that yeah. and I was like you don't know what I need exactly like it's yeah. not whether I think you like my nose or don't like my nose does not matter to me it's mm -hmm. whether I like my nose or don't like my nose so don't don't come at me and tell me I don't need it <laughs> yeah I know yeah. people do that to be kind they think they're being kind, but it's, yeah. it's not kind, unfortunately. We're also surrounded by, of course, the complete body positivity and accept what you have and all of that kind of stuff too. But you're 30 years old and you're looking and you've had three kids and you're like, I I hate my stomach. Like, I wish I had my, my stomach back. I wish I had my pre-baby stomach back. Why can't you have that? You can accept what you have and be happy with it, but if you're not happy with it, why can't you change it? Yeah, yeah it's different if you've got a partner saying, oh, now after having kids, you're not attractive. Ugh. Or <laughs> whatever. If you've got outside influence telling you you have to be a certain way, mm -hmm. that to me is gross. You're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. That person needs to go, yes. not me. <laughs> like, I was going to say that. Like, yeah, I just... No, if, if your partner doesn't like how big your boobs are anymore now that you've had kids and you've breastfed, that's a them problem. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> But at the end of the day, every single person on this planet deserves to look in the mirror and love what they see. Yes. And whether or not that's cutting your hair or wearing makeup or not wearing makeup or dressing a certain way or not dressing a certain way or going to an extreme is having a procedure done that's fine mm -hmm. that needs to be a decision you make for you mm -hmm. and i fully support i find it empowering any person who has the ability to do that yeah you deserve it yeah absolutely and like something for myself too the first time i asked about it with my old dentist he was kind of just like well your teeth are fine and I was like, what do you mean my teeth are fine? He's like, structurally, and like, you can continue with these teeth. Okay, like really discouraged by that, actually. I was mm -hmm. so discouraged by it. Thinking, I was like, oh my gosh, like, do I have to go to a different country? Do I have to go to Vancouver? Do I have to go to Calgary to find someone that will do this for me? I had to do, uh, I actually only have one veneer, and the rest are all partial crowns, and one is actually like a full crown. But, you know, when I found out that I needed to actually have like the crowns and all of that. Like some people will really discourage it. You see it on online a lot. You see it online a lot where you'll see a TikTok where somebody has gone to Turkey to do their full mouth and full crowns and they had a beautiful smile before. And I can understand where you might want to make changes here and there, or maybe you just needed braces or something like that. And you do, you completely change your teeth. Like I am fully aware that in 10 to 15 years, I'm going to have to redo these and some might have to be implants. Hmm. That's part of the risk going into it. And you should always go through that kind of stuff, you know, with your dentist, doctor, whoever, surgeon, whoever's doing a procedure. Again, like it comes down to you at the end of the day. If you still want to do those things, you can. And I could have waited to do it. I could have waited until I was in my 30s, but I decided not to because I wanted to be happy about it then. You want to 
love your smile. Yeah. You know, it's... And it was always my biggest insecurity. Yeah, and how do you laugh and be happy and thoroughly experience joy when you're trying to hide your smile? Yeah, in a perfect world, none of us care about appearances, but we are human and mirrors exist and... I don't believe in doing things to please other other people, mm-hmm. but you need you need to love yourself, and part of that is loving the way you look yeah. and how you present yourself to the world, and that honestly can be life altering. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess to go back to the original post here, there's nothing wrong with what you did. <laughs> absolutely nothing well, wrong, and it's amazing that you have brought three lives into the world, and. One you deserve th- to be happy with it. One more thing to touch on mm-hmm. is what, like, if we're talking about vanity and not vanity, mm-hmm. where do we draw that line? I just got LASIK surgery mm-hmm. because I don't think I look good in glasses and I find contacts annoying. Uh, is that vanity or is that necessary? If I go and get a haircut, is that vanity or yeah. is that considered necessary? <laughs> you know, like, there is no line between what's vain. If we didn't care about vanity then we'd all just live in sweatpants or walk around nude all the time. I was just like, going to say, we'd be like cavemen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, when we do the little things, like get a nice haircut mm-hmm. or put on a little bit of makeup or dress a certain way or, you know, get braces or whatever, mm-hmm. technically it's all vanity. Yeah. But it's how you present yourself and how you choose to be. Yeah. So I think we all deserve to be happy absolutely yeah we have one more anonymous post from the facebook group and it says i've been struggling with trying to decide if i want to leave my husband we've grown apart in the last few years and where i wanted to constantly be learning and growing he's content with not doing these things which is fine that's his choice but it means we're always arguing and i feel like i have to walk on eggshells and not express my opinions Basically, our house isn't a safe space anymore. She put in quotations, not in quotations, in brackets, emotionally for me anymore. The thing is, despite my full-time job, I can't afford to move out. I feel so stuck. She's not necessarily looking for advice, but she wanted to vent a bit. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I think ultimately, you can't really give advice uh, well, I mean, we can all give advice, but like, there's no right or wrong answer. This is something she and only she can decide. Yeah. But personally, when I think it comes to relationships, they should be complementing your your life, mm-hmm. adding something to your life, and bringing you joy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like this is happening for her. So I do strongly believe something has to change. Yes. That may not be ending the marriage Mm -hmm. there could be steps in between and without you know a bit more information it's hard to say what those steps would be Mm -hmm. I would say voicing her concerns to her husband would be the place to start Mm -hmm. and kind of seeing where his head's at counseling is always a great option learning to communicate differently I would say like couples and individual oh counseling yeah too. absolutely like both of it I also just think too like if if you are having these thoughts already that does say something as well we can as a society be a bit quick to throw away marriage these days yeah absolutely um, so I think you know you've given those vows and it's worth fighting for mm-hmm but 
living in a place that doesn't feel emotionally safe that's not okay it says a lot right there um, and it does also say we've grown apart in the last few years like this is not yeah it's a... not like a whim decision <sighs> yeah but if she is having those conversations with her husband because yeah. if she's not mm-hmm. and she's been sitting in silence for the last few years things won't get better if you don't try and change yeah and the start of change is a conversation an open and honest conversation between both Mm -hmm. and seeing what needs to change and having a plan for that and she kind of said he's not really open to change and maybe that's how the conversation will go yeah maybe he's he is the way he is he doesn't really want to try new things in the relationship Mm -hmm. he doesn't want to grow and head the direction she's going and Mm -hmm. maybe that will be the end of the marriage it's hard. It's really hard. I feel like society, especially with women, is like constantly pushing us to want to try new things, learn and grow. Oh, there's an event I want to go to. Maybe this new friend wants to go to the event with me. Like all of these different things. And it can be really hard if you don't have a supportive partner. Mm-hmm. My husband has always really been supportive of everything because I am one of these people. I'll get a crazy idea and I'll tell him and he'll be like, okay like go for it have fun with it Mm -hmm. do you need any help when it comes to setting up this for whatever event you're doing whatever that kind of stuff but there are so many people out there that get home from work they don't want to be talked to they want their dinner made for them and then they want to go to bed yeah and that's the way it is and there's different types of change too Mm -hmm. if you're like oh i've decided i really like horseback riding and when i first married my partner I didn't, and he won't try horseback riding with me, so we're so different. Like, no, you don't have to have the same interests and activities. (laughs) Yeah. But if it's your views and your beliefs Mm -hmm. that have changed, and those no longer complement each other, that can be a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, oh my gosh, especially like politically and stuff, and you do see people... And they have such different political views that can be so hard. Mm COVID sparked so many opinions. Uh, it, It divided so many people. And that was tough, I think, on a lot of marriages. And that sucks. Politics shouldn't be that life changing in that sense, but it became. Yeah, that your views on vaccines, your views on what's right and what's wrong really got pushed to the forefront. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know exactly what this person's situation is, but mm-hmm. identifying where they're drifting. Yeah. And and it says to here that, you know, they're always arguing, but like is it just bickering or is it actual like arguments about topics and things that are financial is it like you said politics is it they just can't make their minds up about anything there's so many different reasons and if you're walking on eggshells too like some people i mean think back to the old days where like the women just stood by their husbands and said yes to everything but we're not in that type of life anymore it's so different now than what it used to be and I think it's just so important to talk. That's where I think 
if you are always arguing, that's where I think counseling can be a great tool mm-hmm. to identify what's triggering you, mm-hmm. what's um, the cause, the base cause. Because a lot of times, you know, whether it's the dishes not being done, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily about the dishes. It's about your belief system on how often they should be done Mm -hmm. or helping each other Mm -hmm. or you know there's so many underlying things and that's where I think counseling can be a good step to identify what the actual issues are and prevention on arguing yeah but yeah I mean if I think too like if she does want to leave if she decides you know if if she hears this and she does want to leave there are options they're not going to be super fun of course it never is fun to leave someone especially someone you've been with for a long time, you've made the vows with and all of that kind of stuff. But there are, at least in Vernon, we do have a place called Transition House, Vernon Mm -hmm. Women Transition House, and you can go there and they will help you get back on your feet by yourself. People show up to their doorstep with nothing and they will help you. I believe that Kelowna and I think most cities have a service like this or somewhere that can help you. Uh, Another thing too is, you know, if this gets bad and you have to pack your bags in the middle of the night or take off of work early so you can pack at least your important stuff in your documents and some clothes and take off. Finding somewhere you can couch crash for a few days, stay with a friend. And then the other thing too is I know it, it sucks going from being in a marriage type situation where it's your house, but roommates are an option too, as much as it does suck. And yeah, going from a two income household to being on your own, Mm -hmm. That faces challenges, but it's not impossible. Mm-hmm. You know, it might seem impossible at the time. But, it's overwhelming. Uh, it's overwhelming. Yeah. 100%. If you have to make it work, you will. Yeah. And finances shouldn't be the only reason you stay in a marriage. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if that is the only reason, then that's a big red flag right Yeah, there. yeah. So I think to sum this one up, I mean, if you need to leave, we just gave you a few options there. If you want to reach out directly, there is going to be like an email at the end of this where you can post anonymously in the Facebook group again if you are in a similar type situation or if this is you. And I think, honestly, the counseling and the talking is going to be where where you need to go with this. And then if it doesn't improve from there, it's time to go. So we've reached our last story for today. And this one is actually taken off of Reddit, Am I the Asshole subreddit. So the title is, Am I the Asshole for Making My Daughters Wear Dresses When They Visit Their Grandparents? My in-laws are what you would call traditional. They seem to think that the world should have stopped 50 years ago and that everything since then is evil. They aren't racist that I know of or outwardly bigoted, but they are just very old-fashioned. My husband and I have three children, 16 female, 14 female, 10 male, and we go to visit their grandparents since they live close. Here's the issue. They don't like the idea of women wearing pants. My mother-in-law says it's showing off, and my father-in-law says it isn't Christian. Now, I'm pretty feminine, so I don't mind throwing on a dress when we stop by, but our daughters are not. They don't like visiting my husband's parents, which breaks his heart because we make them put on a dress before they go. They are both pretty tomboyish, and they never wear any dresses otherwise. I had to buy each of them a few dresses specifically so they can go. To be clear, it's not like they aren't allowed over if they wear pants, 
It's just that they won't shut up the entire time about how much they hate it. Our daughters hate this and think it's unfair. I guess it is, but in a lot of cultures, women only wear skirts and dresses, so I don't think it's a big deal. Plus, it isn't like it hurts them to wear a dress a few times a week for a few hours. The issue is our oldest is planning to never speak to her grandparents again after she's 18, and I'm worried about it affecting them. I think that nobody gets to decide how I dress mm -hmm. other than me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if the way I dress offends you, that's a you problem. That yeah. is not a me problem. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that the this parent is the asshole. I, I'm going to agree. If the children look at it and they're like, I don't like wearing dresses, but I know it means a lot to my grandparents and I want to please them. Mm -hmm. That's their choice. Mm -hmm. But if they're looking at it and being like, I don't want to wear a dress and I'm being forced to. And due to that, I never want to speak to my grandparents again. Mm -hmm. That's a damaging relationship. Absolutely. It's unfair. It's scary in ways. It's so controlling and the fact that the parent doesn't see the issue here is I think what the big problem is. These grandparents, they're not going to change their ways. They're going to be like this. And the other thing as well is I think people kind of forget that it's okay to not talk to family members that you don't want to talk to. Absolutely. We don't have to have a family member in your life mm -hmm. if they're not respecting your boundaries, respecting who you are. Mm -hmm. and. The way you dress is a self-expression of who you are. Yeah. And if somebody is going to not respect you for the way that you dress, mm -hmm. then that's basically not respecting who you are. Yeah. So why would you want them in your life? Totally. It's interesting to me as well that I don't know why they think you can't dress nice in pants. <laughs> But who says you have to dress nice anyway? Yeah, you're going to yeah. visit family. <laughs> who cares? If I decide I want to show up in sweatpants and, I don't know, a paper bag, like, <laughs> I would expect that you're happy to see me. Yeah. Not going to sit there and be like, oh, I can't believe she dressed like that. Right, <laughs> exactly. You're there to see that person. Like, I can understand. Not their clothes. <laughs> yeah. I can understand if there is a special event if yeah. there is, you know, if it's a wedding and you want them to look as if they've put in effort. Mm -hmm. But even then, don't force a specific outfit. Oh, you have to wear a dress. Yeah. But say we want you to put in effort to your appearance today. Out of respect to the people who have planned this event mm -hmm. and made it, tried to make the event special. Yeah. We want you to reflect that in what you're wearing. Mm-hmm. Fair. I, I, I think that would be fair. Yeah. But if you say dress codes exist mm -hmm. and that's fine. However, then you have the option to opt out. Yes. And it seems like these kids are a little bit stuck, not really being allowed to opt out and not really having autonomy over what they wear. Yeah. And it's, it's sad. It's scary. The posters said that the grandparents aren't bigoted. They're not racist. And I'm like, mm. They probably are. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I shouldn't make that assumption. But, um, so I work for an airline. Mm -hmm. And if you are using their employee passes, mm -hmm. you are required to dress a certain way. Hmm. This is something that a lot of people don't know. Yeah. And it's something that's caused 
a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. So it was a few years ago that United Airlines was in the news mm-hmm. because they refused to board two young girls who were wearing yoga pants. Oh, I remembered that. Yeah. yeah. So what they left out of the news article mm-hmm. is these girls were flying on their parents' staff passes. Okay. So there is a dress code for these children. Yeah. And they weren't following the dress code. Right. They weren't just any old passenger. Yeah. But, <laughs> of course, the news articles only report on Certain what they things. want to. Yeah. And so they left that out. And therefore, all of the airlines kind of ricocheted and were like, okay, mm. well, we don't want that bad publicity. And so they actually removed the requirement. And now mm. it is strongly suggested uh-huh. you dress a certain way. Interesting. Um, So they will no longer deny you boarding Mm -hmm. if you're not dressed properly, Mm -hmm. but they could potentially remove your privilege to use passes. I guess putting that back into the story. There was a dress code. They didn't follow it. Yeah. 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 Um, But of course that wasn't what the article was about. (laughs) No, it's really fine. Um, (laughs) So back in the day... To board an airplane, Mm -hmm. you were going to dress quite fancy because it was a very fancy thing to do. luxury. Still is a luxury, technically. But now it's um, open up to the public. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got all sorts of people hopping on a plane. Most people want to be comfortable. You see people in pajamas. You see people in yoga pants all the time. You're flying. So airlines used to make their employees, all of the females had to wear dresses. Mm -hmm. All of the men had to wear suits. They then kind of stepped back and back and back, and they've been slowly changing it to adjust Mm -hmm. with the times. Yep. So then it was no ripped jeans, no flip-flops, no baseball caps, no hoodies. Yeah. But basically, look presentable. Yeah. And one of their reasonings for this is because you're flying standby, you don't know if you're going to be up front in first class. (laughs) Yeah. Or back in economy. And they don't want somebody looking like a, they rolled out of bed, you know, mm-hmm. messy hair and sweatpants and dirty old socks and, yeah. you know, <laughs> sitting next to a businessman who paid $3,000 for his seat. Yeah. So they want you to be able to blend, look professional, mm-hmm. and look as if you're presenting, uh, rep- representing the airline. I get that. However, times are changing, and I do appreciate that the airline has recognized that and has adapted as they need to, but I still hear many employees stuck in old ways because, you know, there's some employees who have been there 30, 40 years, whatever, Mm -hmm. and they'll be like, oh my goodness, have you seen the way that person, they're flying on passes and they're wearing flip-flops, and I'm like, they're going to Hawaii, like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like, Eh, whatever. So for me, I couldn't care less what somebody traveling on a staff pass is wearing. I do understand that the older employees still have that belief system in their mind and are trying to follow the rules. But ultimately, I want somebody to feel good in what they're wearing. I want them to be comfortable and I don't consider it my business. Yeah. And you should feel that way around family too. Absolutely. Yeah. So, again, like the original poster did say too, like they feel, the parents feel like the world should have stopped like 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't, and it's 
it's the parents' fault for the grandparents, I guess, fault for not adapting. Yeah. They Absolutely. they can have their beliefs, but you can only push it so far. I don't think you should ever push your beliefs onto another person. No, exactly. Sorry, maybe I worded that wrong, but yeah. like they can only push it to themselves. No, no, no. What I, I mean. understand yeah. how you worded it. But yeah. Just adding to it. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't get to. I might feel that. I don't know, all women should have long hair. Mm-hmm. And if I see someone with short hair who identifies as a woman, I can't be like, oh, well, that's that's not right. So you're going to have to grow that out. Like, it's yeah. not my business. No, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, yes, the person who posted this, the original poster, is the asshole in this situation. Absolutely. Please let your kids choose what they want to wear. If there is a bit of a, you know, dress code for, I don't know, looking nicer, get them some nice dress pants or something with a little bit of give so they aren't having to sit all weird in dresses all day. (laughs) Schools sometimes have dress codes. Even then, I know a lot of dress codes at schools get pushed back. So you do need to consider, is the outfit appropriate? Because sometimes children don't have the ability to see further than, you know, five feet in front of them in their their own little bubble. Yeah. And as a parent, you may sometimes need to make Mm -hmm. some judgment calls for your child. Yeah. But still allow them to be an individual. Allow them to feel good in what they're wearing. Have those hard conversations with your child. Explain to them why maybe what they're wearing isn't appropriate and Mm -hmm. try and find work with them to try and find something they're comfortable in can express themselves and still fall within that uh dress code and yeah whatnot yeah and i think the last because the last part of the post was that the oldest wants to cut off contact when they turn 18 and you just have to accept that yeah and it's not unfortunately it's not your decision it is their decision yeah and you have to respect it so that is everything we have for today thank you so much for listening and again thanks Liv for being here do you want to shout out your Instagram yeah absolutely uh, thank you guys for listening uh, if you do want to follow me on Instagram it's Olivia Daniel Daniel is spelled with two L's so <laughs> it's at O-L-I-V-I-A D-A-N-I-E-L-L Perfect. So if you ever have anything you want to ask us, you can find it in my link tree, which is in my Instagram bio, or you can always join the Facebook group if you identify as female or non-binary and submit something anonymously there and we'll probably get to it in an episode. But that's it for today. And thanks again. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for joining the Real Talk with Pillow Talk Studios. You can find us on Instagram at Pillow Talk Studios and in our Facebook group, Pillow Talk Studios exclusive VIP group. I cannot wait to share another episode with you soon. Bye.